0: Whoa! Hey, everybody. This is Mike and Vivian coming to you live. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's Camera Action. (laughs) Sort of live on your mobile devices. Uh, We are Mike's (laughs) Camera Action. Wait, are we Mike's Camera Action? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. We went through a name change.
1: set in stone. Yeah. We might release like a episode that we taped early on, later. Well, it's still up for debate. I don't know. It was really hard to get through, it was but...
0: Tough. It was very tough.
1: Uh, yeah. We were once off on tangents, <laughs> mm-hmm. but now we're Mike's Camera Action. I'm not changing that. I might even get that tattooed on my butt. Off on tangents. (laughs) (laughs) And then cross it out. (laughs) Mike's camera action. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) There's three layers to the tattoo, sir. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, so we are Mike's camera action. Um, We are your friends who unfortunately let TV and film rot their brains. (laughs) And we will be coming to you with like two tree segments every once in a while, randomly chosen. Uh, we have an Abed each where we kind of dive deep into, you know, a film and give you a little bit about something that we love. And we'll also bring you uh, many, many um, impromptu tears that you told yourself you wouldn't shed. Um, <laughs> but let me tell you a little bit about shedding. OK, let me tell you a little bit about tears. OK, they're limitless. You can't control them. It's like what? Bradley Cooper. In what Eaves does Adam Drop.
1: Murphy say like <laughs> about Shrek? He's like an onion. He's like <laughs> <laughs> You can shred those the like layers.
0: layers. <laughs> Shrek, I'm looking down. Now, what <laughs> do I always remember? Like the weirdest lines from Shrek. I don't know why. I
1: haven't seen Shrek in Shrek. forever.
0: Yeah, Shrek 1 I haven't seen. I miss
1: him. Mike Myers. Anywho. I don't know
0: if I miss Mike Myers. What?
1: I liked his humor.
0: I loved his humor, but I feel like he. he I think
1: w- he, if he did a comeback right now, it would be epic.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Austin Powers 5? Oh, my God. No, not nah. like an
1: Austin Powers, but like something in his like comedic like sense.
0: In his style?
1: Yeah, like an old grandpa or something like.
0: Maybe. Maybe nasty pervert. He, he pulls a De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> you once liked me and now you're yeah, yeah. a little afraid of me. Um, I can see that. No, I can totally see that. Um. um. Guys, yeah, so this episode, we actually won't be doing any segments, because we want to tell you a little bit about ourselves, and the next episode, we will be bringing you um, two different segments, one of them being deleted scenes, where we dive into a film, and we look at, hey, what could this film have been, had, you know... Um, Nicolas Cage, Ben Superman. Whoa, we're going to bring Whoa. it Whoa. We're going to bring it there. That sounds okay.
1: disgusting, but sure. It's,
0: but, <laughs> okay, we're going to bring I'm it I'm not way, on board with that. It, there's, there, there's things, there's ways in which it could have been, but it could have changed the trajectory the trajectory of his life.
1: I mean, yeah, sure.
0: I have a theory, an unpopular theory amongst some of my friends at work. That I think Steven Dorff should have played the part of Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader.
1: Wow! I don't think I. Think, you literally just blew my mind.
0: I think Steven Dorff would have been.
1: Steven Dorff is amazing. He's amazing. We're
0: watching True Detective right now.
1: Yeah.
0: He's, imagine like yeah. So, that's gonna be deleted scenes. Um, what was our other one gonna be?
1: Uh, Direct to library. Direct to library. (laughs) So (laughs) instead of direct to what video VHS, if you want to call it, because that's (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's
1: where it came from. Uh, Robert and I used to borrow movies from the library Mm. or I I still borrow movies from the library, but my husband is not keen to it. Yes. Libraries. Go check them out. Get your books on. Get your read on. Let's go. Um, get your borrowing on. Mm. It's free to the public. Thank mm. you, uh, thank you. Who? Benjamin Franklin? Is that who started
0: it? I think it's Benjamin. Fra- and then taxes. Thank you, taxes. I mean, right? yeah. Right? The only thing you do for me. Like, exactly. <laughs> I better. And tax season, which is now delayed. Thanks, Trump. We're not yeah. gonna do that yet. <laughs> We're not gonna go there
1: right now. Uh oh, go ahead, do but I yes. You? Sorry. Use your library card, go get one. It's free. Trust me, they won't send you any emails, no nothing like that. Um Standless. So anyway, we I used to borrow movies from the library all the time and the every movie that I was getting was like a straight miss. <laughs> so Robert started saying, "What is this? Is this Direct to Library?" <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going to call our segment, Direct oh. to Library. Um, movies that we absolutely love, but are not that popular with, like, uh, everybody <laughs> practically.
0: With the gen pop. The- like,
1: for example, I love Transformers, the first one. That's not...
0: Okay. I thought you were going to say all of the Transformers. There I you mean, can I say down. all of the Transformers? I mean, you can say whatever you want to say. That's there about. is
1: a deep like appreciation in my heart about cars turning into like <laughs> characters
0: uh. <laughs> i do want my car to have a personality yes like,
1: i do no and like my car that. does have a personality i say sorry to it all the time i mean i personify my car for sure that's powerful dude and so transformer speaks to me on a level <laughs>
0: But your car, like, helps you back up and stuff, right? Like, our car, like, barely has power windows. Yeah.
1: Like, Mike like, drove my
0: car today for the first time. He was kind of freaked out. Scared the hell out of me, man. Like, when you're parking, it doesn't help you to, like, beep faster. Like, beep, beep, beep. There should be, like, a success. Like, a like a, dun, 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 dun. Like, chariots of fire. Like, you got this, man. Like,
1: um, Shout out to all job. Ford Escapes out there if you have one. I love my Ford Escape. <laughs>
0: We have no sponsors yet, ladies yeah. and gentlemen.
1: No, Ford not at all. To do with this. Ford. But if you want to throw some money at us for exactly. sure.
0: We will take that. Yeah, yeah. We are built tough. <laughs> I promise you yes. that, Ford.
1: Oh yeah. Um so yeah, I think it's it's maybe it's inconsistencies like how big the cars were as opposed to like I always heard, like, it doesn't make sense that Optimus Prime is so big, but yet he's, like, this truck or whatever. Like, it's just, or how is it that the little glass, the glasses that were so small were, like, you know, perfect size for Optimus Prime? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, like, inconsistencies like that, but, like. Whatever. I loved it for what it was and I still love it. So we'll come with those kind of movies that people, they're unpopular, but they're popular in our hearts. Absolutely. For sure.
0: Absolutely. I won't reveal mine, but I have one Sorry. that's about to like <laughs> yeah. slay, as yeah, they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, dang. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Those will be our segments. Um, so we will hop right into what we affectionately and sadly called the Fantastic Four because I love the actual comic book Fantastic Four. Um, I was railing against Marvel, or not railing against Marvel, but like seething inside against Marvel when they canceled Fantastic Four um, because Jonathan Hickman's comic run like got me back into comics essentially um, a couple years back. Shout out to Jonathan Hickman. Where are you? You getting that Amazon money? Go get yours, <laughs> my dude. Um, and... So, yeah, I love the Fantastic Four, but all the movies were complete <laughs> failures, uh, like almost undisputed.
1: Epic it, uh, failures. Yeah. That and, could be one of our, like, straight to library.
0: It could, but I don't know if I want to watch any of them again. Like, yeah. I, like, I I can't stand seeing Michael B. Jordan's, like... He's you know, in like, it? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Definitely in the new Fantastic Four. Oh, in the, the new one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, The old one, Jessica Alba. Like, how do you... Like, they just, like... The dude from Nip Tuck, like they basically had all this talent, and we're just like, we don't know how to put a family on screen, Did which you? says something about America for sure. You guys um,
1: watched Nip Tuck? I
0: didn't. I didn't play that much with Nip Tuck. No. Oh. But I mean, I watched. I feel like FX. You always watch. I don't know how I always end up watching like one or two episodes of everything that that FX ever does. You know? Oh my god! Like Sons I of Anarchy. Loved
1: like, Nip Tuck. I like Nip Tuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
0: I don't know, man. Like <laughs> FX always does shows, and I'm like, I could really get into that, and then I don't. Yeah, like, I just yeah, don't yeah. like Sons of Anarchy. Like Sons
1: of Anarchy was an FX show. It was an FX show. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't play with it. I have um, no
1: idea how I watched it, but that's one of my favorite shows. Nip Tuck. No, Sons of Anarchy.
0: Sons of Anarchy. Dude, you are full of surprises. I literally. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did not see Sons of Anarchy, but Sons is a. G- it's a good show. Like I've watched a couple episodes and like. You know, because I feel like that's what you do. Like that's the Ron Perlman's in it. Like, I'm. Why should I not watch the Jax? Jack's right. like, Jax is dope. Like, yeah. Charlie so, Hunnam. What, what? Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunam. Okay. I don't. Sorry
1: for butchering your names. Please come on our show and tell us how they. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how you totally, yeah. Them. Correct us. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> to my face, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to my face, Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> Charlie Hummus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but just pronounce them wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not trying to fight though that's the thing yeah yeah any of yeah. the sons i'm gonna try to find any of the sons um uh, but this segment is called fantastic four so we wanted to give you like four movies that sort of like shaped and shaped to this day like who we are, who we are in movies like movies that we love and yeah just a little bit of background on us um uh, so do you want me to start you can start you Ah, you know? uh you can go that's okay, fine okay cool so, my full name is Michael Joseph Garza, Michael Jofus Gauza, um, in my native tongue. Um, shout out to all the Garzas. Uh, I am from, I was born in Berwyn, raised in Cicero. Uh, I am a writer, uh, husband to the uh, lovely Melissa Cortez. Um, Super lovely. Just lovely Estes. Um, I love her so much. She <laughs> she's great. She's great. Uh, she's watching. So, no. She, uh, so, yeah, I am. Also, I work in logistics. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's so much fun. I'm in school. Yay,
1: logistics! At-
0: <laughs> exactly. Yay, coordination. You like toilet paper, guys? <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. You like yogurt? You're right big to fan of you yogurt. Exactly. Michael Just. <laughs> exactly. Garza. Big fan of plywood. You ever done a construction project? Yeah, you got me to think. Um, <laughs> me and a bunch of other people. But so yeah, that's kind of what I do. And uh, some of what I love, I'm in school at DePaul full time um, in creative writing, getting my bachelor's in creative writing. Um, I love poetry. I love uh, theology, short stories and film, obviously, like film has been a part of my like a, just one of these things that I don't remember much of my life before I started watching movies intensely. Um, it's weird to think, but I, but I really don't. And so, yeah, let me just hop into my Fantastic Four, right? So, so Fantastic Four, number one for me, got to be Ace Ventura. Boom. Ace Ventura is my Mr. <laughs> uh, Fantastic, is my Reed Richards. Ace Ventura is one of the movies that I memorized as a kid. I, I love it to death. Um, I told this in- Do you, you think
1: know, you could perform it as a monologue?
0: I probably could. Dang, that's I, crazy. I- I I need a little, I need like some time uh, in the wanna gym. I want to see that. I need some time in the gym, but like, <laughs> the gym. you know what I'm saying? Like I need like a month to like really get rehearsals down, but I could definitely do, I could definitely do a monologue of uh, Mr., Mr. HDS. And I don't know, man. It just, it was so, watching Jim Carrey growing up, I ha- I saw somebody who was like as spastic as me and who who was sort of like, out there and insane but there was this weird emotional core inside of him that he was drawing all this like all this intensity from yeah um obviously i didn't know any of this as a kid but like i just i loved (laughs) watching him on screen he was i i couldn't yeah i i he was just somebody that i had to follow and i follow him to this day yeah
1: i don't think i've ever met anybody that says jim carrey man whatever yeah like no no who who does that? That'd be like, uh, insane. You would get beat. <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> like, like he's <laughs> excommunicated.
0: Like violations. <laughs> he's
1: just really good at what he does.
0: He is. he is. He's
1: really good comedian. Wherever he like draws that comedic, like sense from, yeah. um, because I I took a class in theater once, and the teacher made a very Very um, good point. Saying that all good actors are essentially crazy. Like you can't, you can't be that good without having a level of like mental, like I wouldn't like
0: instability, instability. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Like
1: whatever Jim Carrey was drawing that that like comic from like the the comedy from it had to be from like either a dark place or something to be that intense do you get what i'm saying oh yeah like and to like kind of come from the screen and grab you like gravitate towards him like man who didn't want to be as funny as jim carrey when he came out and in in anything that he did really so like It was kind of eye opening when that teacher said that because it was like, well, yeah, you have to be some kind of crazy to like to like, you know, extend your emotions, extend your who you are into what you're doing, basically. Right. Like, so I don't I don't know Jim Carrey's life story, nor kind of I kind of don't want to know because I think it'd be sad, maybe, you know, like
0: it's. He, he kind of reveals a little bit about it on the, the <clears throat> documentary, Jim and Andy okay. on Netflix, which is really, really good. Um, but Am story, I wrong? You're not wrong. I don't okay. want to, like, spoil it for you, but he did have, like, he had his own share of tragedy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, he lost people who were very close to him. He, you know, clearly feels things deeply. There's yeah. something about that that's, like, <laughs> you can tell at his emotional register, like, things are hitting him hard Right when he's on, when he's on screen. And, like in Ace Ventura not so much right. <laughs> like, do you feel that but like later on as time goes on like in Liar Liar you can feel his disappointment yeah. you know what I'm saying when his son is disappointed with him and like in the Truman show like you can feel his like my whole reality isn't what I thought it was like the right. entirety of my existence is not right. like it's sort of a sham like so yeah I could I could and definitely not every
1: that. that's what I'm saying like not everybody can do that they pull it from a very dark place or like, you know, in those moments yeah. that that we're talking about specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like those moments that um, captivate you and make you cry. And like you see that come yeah. out on screen. You yeah. see the pain in that one scene for his son. Like, yeah. oh, my God, you like you saw it in Jim Carrey. <laughs> like you wanted yeah. to come over and just hug him or like, you know, um but it, it's like it has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's what they, I've never taken a theater class or like an acting class or anything like that. But I feel like that's where, that's what people say, right? Like take it from your own experiences and like use that Mm -hmm. as like a, to emanate what you're trying to like. Right. You know what I mean? Give out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wonder, I, I don't, I write, you know what I mean? So like, I I don't – I do wonder if there's a way to say, like, all of the – there's an ability that some people have to cultivate and to collect all of the emotion that they get surrounded with, right? Because Jim Carrey talks about growing up, he's like, my dad was – so much funnier than me and i remember wanting to be like my dad like he like he was like my dad was the funniest guy that i knew and i wanted to i wanted to get laughs like him so jim carrey would like perform in front of his family and stuff like that so he had an audience from birth like you know what i mean and youth and in a young age and so he had time to perfect that but imagine like the first time getting up on stage isn't when you're like 16 you know, at your high school play the first time getting on stage is when you're like nine right you know what I'm saying like right. imagine going through that so excuse me the only thing so yeah I agree I agree that it it can it has to come from a place I just wonder if some comedy doesn't always come from darkness, you know what I'm saying I don't know if like his his spastic laughter or his spastic joys were always coming like I wonder about that is what yeah. I'm saying you know, like I guess you never know, but
1: yeah I, I'm not saying like in in general that comic com like comedic relief i do think from comedians darkness. are
0: sad though you do i do i think comedians are have you ever seen a happy comedian like like a legitimately happy comedian i think every comedian is yeah, kind of like
1: really sarcastic yeah every yeah.
0: comedian kind of sees the underbelly of life like they yeah. see how like like comedy and tragedy are much more closely related than we think they are right you know what i mean like they're right on the other side of the other well (laughs) i
1: mean you gotta laugh to keep from crying right like right dude that smile now (laughs) cry later like (laughs) the
0: gangsters were right dude they were right (laughs) no i I it
1: it like it kind of goes on to like our survival mode right like oh yeah let's make something funny out of Grandma dying, which sounds awful if but I'm it's saying, what we do. but it's I'm just using it as an example, it's an awful example. Sorry, but like you know, they'll,
0: but it's legit what we do, right? You know what I'm saying, like,
1: right to either yeah. not show that weakness that yeah. we or vulnerability. Um, I think that some people use use comic relief to not show that vulnerability, right. which is like a survival or let that mode. <laughs> energy
0: out, but not let it out in pure raw. You know, right. screams of agony and terror. You know what right, I'm saying? Because right. we have to let this stored energy out. And that's what I mean by I think there's people that can <laughs> go through life. And I think even for myself, sometimes I've told Melissa, like, I feel porous. That's that's a it sounds <laughs> stupid, but I feel like sometimes I feel like during the day I collect things that I don't need to be collecting. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be collecting the way this person looked at me or the way this person disregarded my comment. Yeah. I don't need to be collecting that. You know what I'm saying? But like i feel like sometimes i do i'm not saying that i'm like jim carrey but like i feel like there's people who and especially great artists have that ability to collect things that we don't ordinarily collect you know and i think they give us windows into what to do with the things that we because we're all like we're all collecting stuff right we're all like when we talk about baggage it's not just like that one breakup it's like (laughs) everything it's that you know it's a lot it's a lot but ace ventura did this Ace Ventura. (laughs) thank you ace ventura cracked us open (laughs) Pet detective <laughs> done so much for us um so yeah so ace ventura um i'll go through these quick sorry i feel like <laughs> so uh batman 89 keaton forever for life i'm sorry adam west you did a great job christian bale let's you know stick to being a fighter or ooh, I just saw vice stick to being dick cheney um no, I'm just kidding. Christian, B- Christian Bale did amazing as Batman for sure. But Batman '89, no, we didn't. Was cra- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some there's some dissenters <laughs> among us. Um, we'll get to that maybe at some point in the podcast. But Batman '89 was foundational to how I see reality, dude. It's so crazy. That's crazy. Like it's because it's it's funny. The <clears throat> the angles are dramatic, right? There's all this, like, like, sly wit going on with, like, the Bruce Wayne. And right. Billy D Williams is in it. Kim Basinger is in it, killing it. Um, Jack Nicholson, who is one of my favorite actors of all time, um, just saw Chinatown, like, a couple months back. But, like, and I said this in our previous takes. This is take three of our podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Legends will be told of the first two <laughs> yeah. takes. Jesus. Um, take three. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So so jack nicholson i used to have nightmares about and jack nicholson has showed up as
1: joker or just as jack nicholson
0: as primarily as joker primarily yeah yeah i mean from time to time he's
1: creepy in uh the shining
0: he's yeah he's terrifying
1: oh and he's creepy in one flew over a cuckoo's nest
0: which i just saw the other day too which I just For the saw. first time. For the first time. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know why I missed it. Like I just didn't. Ca- I mean, I read the book. Yeah. Because Ken Kesey. Like I
1: think we should just do one episode on the one flew Over the cuckoo's
0: nest. I'd be down. I'd be down. I, I be down. Love that movie. Nurse Ratchet, like. Oh my god. Yeah. The movie's wild. Like, it's, it's so wild. And one of the dudes actually from from one flew of the cuckoo's nest, um, who's in the asylum with him plays one of like the minor bad guys in batman returns
1: that's crazy. like one of the, like
0: just the circus like yeah, yeah, average yeah. bad dudes yeah um he's the guy who's actually driving the train at night going to pick up kids for the penguin nice. that's weird but like so batman 89 super super important to me i love it to death um yeah could just quote it back and forth another one of those movies that i that i can quote back and forth but like so part of my origin story is that I watched and my brother and sister can by this. I watched like a handful of movies over and over again as a kid. So I was watching literally a cipher of all the same films over and over again. And I would wait till it was my turn to like, yo, you're going to watch a movie. Okay, whatever. Okay. So I'm going to put my movie on like, and, when that would happen it was always the same movies not just because we didn't have very much money but like but like because these were the movies that i that i loved and there was something about me that when i loved something i wanted to know it as deep as i as i could yeah like i wanted it in my bones i wanted to be able to like you know feel as though i i had some sort of connection with this piece of media um i've told this story over and over again as well but like (laughs) me and melissa when we got married one of my vows was asking her if she could just like just chill just not talk during movies like just like we just keep the conversation to a minimum because that's kind of how i am and i did i asked her that because when i was a kid i remember vividly sitting down and watching movies and it was completely silent it was just us all me and my family Watching watching this film and there weren't very many like rituals in my family, right? We were like Chester Catholics You know, what I'm saying like, you know, whatever it wasn't many people getting married and like so there wasn't a lot of like sacred Moments to my family. There wasn't a like we all eat at the kitchen table It just it wasn't how we worked my dad worked night shift and yeah, so that was so movies for me were sacred at that point Because that was one of the most consistently shared experiences that I had with my family Fast forward to like four or five years ago, me and Melissa are in my sister's apartment and we're watching a movie and everything that you can think of is going on. And my niece and nephew are running around and we're ordering like some sort of food and my brother and sister are probably arguing and my dad is going in and out smoking cigarettes and me and melissa are sitting there and melissa we leave and like melissa's like what the hell happened here i thought when (laughs) you said you guys watch movies that like you guys sit down and like it's like a it's like you know a nativity scene or or something like and it obviously wasn't that but it was because for me remembering these these experiences were that powerful for me that i would zero in on them right. and nothing else existed so that's how that's how movies began for me <laughs> so um, so yeah that's part of it um, my third movie is interstellar um, gets a lot of heat in the film community um, and i don't know why cuz people always play around with its science but its science Who is are actually you really talking sound to?
1: because yeah. if you're not talking to me obviously about this movie
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you Uh, thank you
1: i just watched it again and i mean the first time i feel like maybe i was tired maybe i just wasn't getting the concepts that well yeah or it was just going all over my head but like this second time around it was just amazing it's an amazing movie if anybody ever comes at it hard uh you're gonna get smacked (laughs) because no like it's amazing the cast is amazing the concepts are amazing like it's just all around it is long
0: it's like three hours yeah yeah so
1: it's long and that's the only thing that i can like maybe speak against uh, against it about it or about the movie but like every second of it was like
0: it's pretty good
1: it's so good it's pretty
0: good um yeah man I I would I, love
1: to have a conversation with somebody that didn't they,
0: like that movie. With a hater. With yeah. ha- You know what? I feel like in our that day and age you a believer. <laughs> it's it's another thing to say about movies because <laughs> films are so film is so like it displays it 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 presents reality to us, right? We're like we're like seeing people act out uh, a portion of life. And so you know, we have such such drastic opinions on it the same way we do about people. You know right? Where it's like, "Yo, I just got a bad feeling about that person." Like, yeah. I just don't I just don't mix well with that person. I do firmly believe that there's movies that are out there that I think are are quality films that people just don't mix with. Like, I feel like when I told I told my cousin Jacob this once where I was like, "Yo, I love Interstellar." He's like, "Is that the Matthew McConaughey film?" And I feel like people still think Matthew McConaughey is like Sahara Matthew McConaughey like how lose guy in 10 days yeah. i'm like no 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 that's not him anymore like he's changed you know like the man is 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 i don't know like chem chemically different like he's yeah. just or he just chose to be different he just said i was gonna make these millions and then i was gonna go do whatever the hell i wanted to do i don't know whatever whatever start he chose
1: somewhere start from the bottom right dude yeah start at the <laughs>
0: rom-coms start at the, if you got a jawline like that you start in rom-coms you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's that's what you do so so yeah interstellar interstellar hits all my hits so many buttons for me because it's about space it involves christopher nolan which there's a growing community of people who don't like christopher nolan because what i was gonna say is on the internet like it's so cool to not like the thing that everybody likes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you're not cooler just because you don't you don't like the thing that everybody likes like let's chill you know but like I'm all for well reasoned opinions. You cannot like whatever you don't like. That's cool, you know? But Interstellar is really freaking good. <laughs> and it's really emotional. It's got Jessica Chastain. It's got Anne Hathaway playing at like a very high level. Um, it's got an unmentioned. Uh, uncredited actor in it. I won't mention their name if you haven't seen the film. Um, but set aside three hours for yourself. And if you haven't watched The Godfather, watch that first. And then watch Interstellar. <laughs> the <Godfather. laughs> watch Interstellar. It's no, watch fan-
1: Interstellar first. Maybe watch Interstellar <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah.
0: It's probably good to work your way backwards um, for our modern audiences. And then um, the fourth movie is actually a documentary by Werner Herzog. Um, the amazing filmmaker, probably one of the best documentarians of our generation I don't know if that's a word um but it's called Little Dieter needs to fly and it's the story of uh Dengel Dieter who was a um naval pilot who gets basically uh stranded in Vietnam and taken captive by the Viet Cong and this is not 3 hours it's like an hour and 30 minutes but when i tell you that he is one of the most engrossing filmmakers that I think is on the planet, that he has a way of revealing emotion. God, he has a way of revealing emotion without sentimentality.
1: Hmm.
0: Whatever is present is there for you to accept and all of it feels sincere. It doesn't matter what it is. In any of his documentaries too, like he he has a documentary called um, Happy People, uh, which researches um, basically journeys through the life of these people that live on something called the Taiga, which I think is one of the most, um, like desolate and difficult climates in Russia. And, um, and j- he just has a way of capturing a scene and a feeling without, not without, without giving you his perspective. Cause his perspective is always quality and he's usually the narrator of his documentaries. Um, But his ability to tell this man's story of being captured by the Viet Cong um, and to show you (laughs) what that pain did to him, but to show you how how incredible um, the human spirit is and how resilient a human can be um, in the face of like obstacle after obstacle after terror after obstacle, like was just still to this day, like I can't get the images out of my mind. You know, Um, and those are the things that stick with you, you know, the things that for better or for worse, Shrek, I'm looking down. Like why? I don't know why that stuck with me, (laughs) but there's something about that that freaking stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, not the gumdrop buttons. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? Like, I don't understand why. um, But that's the power of art. You know, it kind of finds its way into these caverns that we didn't know we had. We didn't know we needed something to fill in, you know? Right. So, so yeah, those are my Fantastic Four. Those are my Fantastic Four films, and uh, yeah, Vivian Ramos de Flores. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about you. (laughs) Uh, Is that your real name, (laughs) Vivian?
1: Um, so I am thirty three. I for a long time was saying that I was thirty (laughs) two. I started saying that when even before, like when I was thirty, I. I don't know why I like kept saying I was 32 Dang. and like 31, whoever, I've never heard anybody say I'm 31. I feel like it's just like a off <laughs> year for everyone.
0: No one's excited <laughs> yeah. for the 31. 31,
1: whatever. Um, anyway, I'm it's when you realize 30 is not the
0: new 40. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I'm 33 and I'm definitely feeling getting older. I know um, people would be like, "Oh my gosh, you're so Come young!"
0: On. Come on.
1: Um, but yeah, I. Case in point, I recently fell because I was hit by a sled <laughs> and did not recover really well.
0: Like way- did you get? Did you guys exchange insurance? Did you like? You get their license? <laughs> you make it sound like you're. Like, <laughs> this is how assaulted bad. Assaulted by no. a sled. <laughs>
1: This is how bad it was. I thought it was a boy that <laughs> hit me. And I was like, when I came, like, I didn't even come to. It, it was just, like, really weird and a haze. And I was like, was he fine? And Robert, my husband, my beautiful, handsome, amazingly talented dashing. husband. Dashing, yes. Charming. <laughs> Ugh, just
0: um, dripping swagoo. <laughs>
1: yeah. He was like, uh, it was a girl.
0: <laughs> I'm like,
1: oh, okay. Was Dang. she okay?
0: <laughs> Feminism. You underestimated, dude. You underestimated. I got knocked
1: t- out by a girl.
0: The power.
1: <laughs> Girls are
0: powerful. Of the chromosome. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I'm feeling 33 for sure. Um. It doesn't help that I work nights. I'm a nurse. I'm a NICU nurse, and I'm very proud of that. Um, Ooh, woo, woo. Shout out to all preemies out there. Um, <laughs> so, it's not
0: funny, but it's funny. You know, I've yeah, never yeah. heard a preemie shout out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Premies>. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah. So that's who I am. I'm a mother of two beautiful um, girls who were, um, not coincidentally, but I feel like um, they, they were preemies as well. And that's how I came to love the preemie world um and didn't realize that that was my calling but it that, that's where I'm at and that's I look, love at, it. God. I look love at god look at god won't he do it yeah. mm. um so yeah my initial um love for film started when i um was very young my dad kept telling us about um my dad was a very huge fan of film um one of his favorite Actors of all time was Denzel Washington. Um, <laughs> he could just not. Yes, that was perfect. The Thank worst. you. That was, <laughs> that was, it was a- I felt like Denzel was here. <laughs> <Are> you-
0: <laughs> I can feel his presence.
1: Yeah.
0: Den- Denzel is in this room <laughs> Um.
1: So yeah, Denzel was one of his like all-time favorite actors. Um. But in the beginning, as long as I can remember, our love of film started with The Warriors. Ooh, um, me. So, The Warriors, if you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> These glass bottles don't work the same, dude. <laughs> they don't make it like they used to. <laughs> the Warriors.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's such a good film. Um, It was not liked at the time that it came out, but my dad talked about it. Like it was something sacred. Mm. It was something that impacted mm. him and wanted it to impact us. Yeah. Um. And so it did because he told us the story even before we watched the movie and even watching the movie, having that time with my father and mm. having that like bond, not only because like I knew how important it was to him. It was also because I realized that, wow, this is, this is what film does. It brings people together. Yeah. It can break people apart. Like if people don't like interstellar, it's only, yeah, but like, um, but it brings people together in a way that like you talk about how you felt about that movie, how you perceive that movie, things that you didn't see that somebody else saw. Um, so I know that I've mentioned this before in other podcasts that might come out. Um, but I feel like films in general, film, TV, anything on film brings people together because you can talk about how you felt about it. Right. And so I don't think I've ever had a conversation with close friends that didn't involve a movie in one way or the other. Um, movies
0: are the highway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There are like, there are stories Yeah. and there, there are stories that we see through other people's eyes and like the art form that it is and the oh. appreciation that we have for it. Um, I could never, I feel like I can never make a movie. I don't think that I'm, yeah? I'm no, I don't think so. Okay. okay. Um, I think I'm, I'd be too overcritical of myself. Hmm. Um, but like having somebody put, put their art out like that is very vulnerable for that person. Yeah. Um, and I like, I think that all film, some film could be bad. You're like, what just mm-hmm. happened here? But in, in the essence of it, you're like, oh, well that person made it for a reason. Whatever reason that was, mm-hmm. it was for a reason we have to appreciate for what it was. Right. I
0: even transformers. <laughs> <laughs> I <love>
1: transformers. <laughs> um, so, all the ones <laughs> after number
0: one, is a little,
1: um, so yeah. Uh, warriors started I, think, I feel like Warriors started my affinity for film. Um, and then I did, um, when I was little, get a copy of Beauty and the Beast, which I coveted it yes. so much. Yes. Um,
0: Tale is old. Time.
1: <laughs> like you, it was the film that I played every day or oh, when yes. I had a chance. Um, did you see that
0: crazy? Isn't Beauty and the Beast the one that has that? Does it have a hidden message? I feel like every...
1: Hidden message about what?
0: Yo, I don't know. I saw some okay. BuzzFeed article about this.
1: We'll talk about it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, Beauty and the Beast, for sure. And I relate to you in the fact that, like, if somebody impacts if something impacts me, I want to know about it to its core. Like, yes. I want to know, oh, did you know that so-and-so, like, behind the scenes, blah, 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 like, yeah. how old they were, blah, 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 whatever, um, I feel like. I did that a lot with a lot of films that I had Mm -hmm. um that I appreciated. Um Beauty and the Beast, I mean I could sing the songs back and forth. Um, but the next film that impacted me was Mary Poppins. And Mary Poppins. I like the story behind Mary Poppins, Mr. Uh, Like uh (laughs) the Mr. Banks story, um Save Who was me, Mr. Banks. Okay. Um, was like...
0: So Johnny Depp was Mr. Banks in Fighting Neverland, right? No.
1: No. No. That's, Yo, that's I'm crossing a the street. I'm crossing Save the street. right Mr. Banks, right now. I feel like it was with no, Tom No, that Hanks. was
0: with Hook. That was Peter Pan. Yeah. Yo, no. strike that from the record, <laughs> bro. I'm so sorry. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Oof. No, it was... So Uh, Mary Poppins was a book... Like it was a in written form, Mary Poppins. There's a series, okay. and Disney wanted this story so bad. Walt know. Disney wanted this story so bad. He, um, invited the writer to come, and like he courted her, and like for and
0: then he killed him.
1: Years <laughs> for like a decade, and this woman oh, did not have money, and he was like throwing money at her, like I'm gonna give you all this money, blah blah blah. And she was like, no. I don't want it to be like this, like, basically, I don't want it to be, I don't want to be a sellout. I don't want it to, like, Dude, lose its essence.
0: She's the baddest. Dude. Who is this lady? I, she she went up to Disney and said, nah, I don't need your money.
1: Yeah, legit. She don't need that Disney money. Just straight money. out, I don't need that money.
0: All they need to give me was a And was Walt a Disney's
1: daughter was the one that, like, discovered this story. She loved oh, Mary Jesus. Poppins books. Okay. Um, And so he wanted to make a movie so bad. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you could be, you can be a creative director on it. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you can direct. And she was just like, no, I don't want to. You should watch Save Mr. Banks. It's really good. I'm gonna check it out. Um, And so finally the movie was made. She thought it was garbage. (laughs) Like. Trash. She, she sat there and was like, I knew this was going to happen. It's garbage. But. Super Cali Freja. Oh my gosh!
0: Freja garbage.
1: Mary Poppins is amazing.
0: It's pretty great, man.
1: And they were gonna pick, um, Judy Garland. Okay. Uh, right from is Judy the Garland wizard the wizard? Of Oz? wizard of Oz? Yeah, the Wizard of Oz. That's Judy Garland for sure. Um, but they didn't. They she was going for My Fair Lady. Oh, at shoot. the same time. So
0: this deleted scenes already. Dang. This deleted scenes little oh. preview. <laughs>
1: And so they chose um, Julie Andrews. Julie right? Andrews, which Dang. like perfect. She's, she's practically amazing. perfect in
0: every way. <laughs> she's amazing, dude. <laughs> Emily like, Blunt. I'm not even sure if she no, lived up I to saw, Julie Andrews. No, no offense, to Emily Blunt, because she's no. a beast in her own right. Like yeah, but just a different swag altogether. Yeah, altogether. I man. have
1: something to say about the new Mary Poppins, but
0: give us a little bit of um, give us a little bit of the tea. I give just little... feel
1: like. They were trying too hard to mimic the the first one. Oh for real. Where like I was like, Okay, you guys are gonna do a Mary Poppins returns. It's not it's not like a remake. Yeah. You're not re you're not like replicating the first one. Let's do something different. Right. I didn't like that he lost his wife. It was okay. so dark. And like that yeah. the scene with the bowl and the ceramic I didn't feel like it was... I felt like it, all of it was forced. Yeah. I felt like it was really forced to, Dang. like, try to be, like, the original Mary Poppins.
0: Because she was so effortless. She oh. was so, like, classy, and she had that, To like, this
1: day, yeah. that woman is...
0: <laughs> Wait, is she still like life? Yeah. Yeah, she's still lefting. Dang.
1: Which I was sad that she's... I still haven't, like, looked up why she wasn't in it or didn't do a cameo. Yeah, she did. But, like... Yeah dick van dyke was in it like that was amazing to see but she wasn't like what happened
0: weird dude
1: what happened that's weird
0: i feel like there's some drama here we're about to unearth. yeah
1: yeah i'm gonna look that up talk Um, to us julie but yeah i want julie to be my grandmother
0: (laughs) all of our surrogate grandmothers (laughs) my only my i will say one thing before you get to your next movie is that the new mary poppins did not have the same kind of iconic songs that's a lot of pressure that's a lot of pressure yeah. to go up against super Califragilistic. It's a lot of pressure to go up against Spoonful of Sugar, right. right? But that's what you decided to do. You decided to make a sequel to that kind of a movie. It's like making a sequel to Lion King 2. Do you remember anything from Lion King Hell 2? No. I don't think so. No. Let's strike it from the record again. But <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. It's like Jafar's Revenge. Like, nah, dog. No. Save no. that. We don't need that. Right. So, I don't know. You. I mean, you brought on the heavy hitter. You brought on Lin-Manuel, which
1: his, right, his which, British like,
0: accent was... No. Nah, it was okay. I just can't this see him. This is my thing
1: with Lin-Manuel. He is completely amazing. That man's talent in one finger yeah. is undisputable. Dude, his Twitter
0: account alone. Is oh my.
1: <laughs> alone. But I don't like his voice, and I don't like his face. Damn. Like,
0: <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I can't agree with that. I can't stand I'm for sorry. that. Because Lin-Manuel puts on, for all of us guys who are like sort of, mildly attractive i'm just gonna put it out there okay then <laughs> manuel and me i i feel that me and Lynn are trying to we're trying to overperform our genes you know what yeah, i'm saying we're yeah. trying to outdo yeah where where you know
1: he's a genius though like, no he's a
0: true genius yeah, i i'm absolutely. sorry
1: whatever i'm not super beautiful or whatever but like i don't think don't that he that. should be on screen i feel like his no, genius God. comes from writing. His genius comes from creating this beautiful music. Hamilton, amazing. But like, I don't like listening to Hamilton with him on it. Like, I would rather listen to the kid that does it in Chicago. Like, that's just how I feel. It's my personal opinion. Mm, I get it. I get it. Like, I'm not, I just don't feel, I don't know. Again, Lin-Manuel is a genius. Complete mastermind like no a Mozart if I could say the- of our time like yeah
0: he's a for he's sure
1: hands down yeah but like as a performer yeah
0: but do you know Mozart's picture I don't know what Mozart looks like, <laughs> like he just so, had great hair right so like, to, <laughs> to your point is like you know like we're not all blessed we can't all have it all you know what I'm saying yeah we can't all have it all um
1: I just yeah he didn't sell me on that chimney sweep he didn't not I, like dick van dyke did
0: yeah yeah
1: could dick van dyke write a song i don't know
0: i don't know yeah i <laughs> doubt it could he <laughs> write a play not no, a, probably no, not a chance no. like he would have wrote a play already you know what yeah I'm saying? um okay i get where you're coming from
1: but again i just felt and he's not uh, did he take classes in a uh, british accent I don't know.
0: His British accent was really... Like, it was very, like... (laughs) It was muddled. Like, there was a lot going on in his cheeks. Like, there was a lot... A lot happening. Like... (laughs) But it didn't... (laughs) It didn't... Yeah, his British accent was the thing that... That was the only thing that pissed me off. Like, that was the only thing. I think Lin-Manuel has a pretty damn good voice. Again, I feel like Lin-Manuel puts on for all of us dudes who are like... We can look sort of ordinary, but like...
1: Be extraordinary Yeah, we
0: got and. one in the clip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we got something like to
1: <clears throat> to lead us It forward. was a little hard but. to watch. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say <gasps> it. it was a little hard to watch. That's they tough. did they did actually um put a melody from the original well, they did. into the movie in the last part. Um there was like a melody of a song that they put in. In I the can't balloon remember. scene or whatever? No. Right. No. Um when they're all in the house and they're about to leave
0: oh shoot.
1: and they lost the house or whatever. Yeah. There's like this little melody that you hear that's from the original movie. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, okay.
0: Let's I hear back. you. We'll like back. I
1: almost like seeing the song. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, I, can I tell you how the, how the song sounded to me? Like yeah. I can't even remember right now.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like,
1: I can't even recite any of the songs that were like, you know what I mean?
0: Like I remember it, the bathtub scene, but I don't even know what song is going on during yeah, that. Like, yeah, I have no idea. And the bike scene, dope. But again, I don't know what song was happening.
1: Then. Yeah, Emily, hey, Blunt, I remember liking
0: the rap though. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry,
1: Emily Blunt. She's amazing. She's an amazing actress. Fantastic. Completely fantastic. Yeah. I just felt like she was way too stoic.
0: Yeah, she was really... I feel like she, she didn't have that like...
1: charming at all. <laughs> yeah, she was I more like a schoolmaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Than like a... A nanny. Awesome nanny, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: I get you. But
1: I, I heard, and I don't know if this is correct, I heard that she wanted to mimic... More of the book version of Mary Poppins than the original of the movie, which like, come on, on. choosing the wrong throwback, (laughs) (laughs) no, dude, yeah, (laughs) gotcha. Um, But amazing actress, like, I love her and everything that she does, and I loved her in this, I really did. Um, But if you want me to compare it to the first one, which is you can't, you cannot compare it, right? Yeah. Um, I just didn't. I didn't think she lived up to the Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins.
0: Big shoes. And
1: man. oh my gosh, what if Julie Andrews like knew the direction of this and was like, I don't want any part of this.
0: Damn. Dang.
1: I would have so much respect for she her. She turned
0: her back <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want no part in it.
1: <laughs> Drop the mic. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it.
0: That's the narrative I'm going to choose to go with. Yeah. <laughs> Julia, she saw a copy of the script.
1: And was like, nope. In
0: ki- my kindness regards. <laughs> like,
1: Dick, you got this.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm sending <laughs> a gentleman in my stead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you um, go, buddy.
1: But yeah. And then my fourth one would be Training Day.
0: Training Day.
1: Um, Which, like... <laughs> and- <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> We just watched Game Night, <laughs> and when my dude does the <laughs> does the Denzel. Sorry, go ahead. Training Day, get it.
1: Game Night was amazing. Game Night was so good. Um, Training Day because I grew up loving Denzel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the first movie I'd seen him in. Um,
0: oh, that was your introduction to Denzel.
1: That was my introduction on film to Denzel. That's my dad always talked about him. He's so amazing. I knew who he was i didn't know him like i had not seen anything about him um so training day and then immediately after seeing training day i saw remember the titans to to see those two different characters and him killing it killing it each time was like dude you're amazing yeah um so training day because of what it was um yeah and it was an amazing gangster film if you want to call it um yeah. and to see him like completely be demolished at the end was hard yeah but like it needed to happen yeah
0: oh he had to be stopped yeah, yeah Absolutely. completely like, but nobody um, really wanted him to stop like his swag was so like bless you bless, bless you. you bless Sorry. you wow wow <laughs> No respect, you know what I'm saying? When we blow up, man, we ain't having that on the on the track. I love you, baby.
1: Um, but yeah, Training Day was was one of my I feel like foundational films that I Fantastic. could watch over and over Yo. and over. I think understated good-
0: Ethan Hawke performance, <laughs> yeah, like
1: <laughs> getting
0: punked left and I right love- by Denzel, <laughs> <laughs> like like just like. Has no idea what he's I got himself into. I love when he was
1: like, do you want a boy? I can make that happen. Yeah. Dude, he's like. And he's like, I never miss. Like, dude. and Ethan Hawke is like this newbie. Like, he's like, don't disrespect me like that.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Imagine, dude. Oh, my God. Imagine your first day at any job. You're, yeah. You, you're working you with get, Denzel. And you get <laughs> like, a training day, Denzel. Nah, dude. Oh, my gosh. That would be crazy. Game over. Yeah. Game over.
1: Um but yeah, those are my four. I love film. Um doing this podcast makes me happy. (laughs) Talking about film, I can do it all day, every day. Um and so I hope that uh us having fun with this, us like just our our fun and our love for film transcends through these podcasts and exactly. Um I hope that the listeners like what they hear and if they don't let us know. Like we're open.
0: We'll talk shit right back. <laughs> <dude>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come at me. I don't like what I see in your profile picture cuz
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I got you. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited
1: about this and I hope me that too. Me too. too. Um if anything we're just having fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Living it up talking films.
1: Mike's camera action. <laughs> Those are
0: our op-eds for for this week. Um So yeah, next week we'll be doing the, uh oh no, I got to do my op-ed.
1: You didn't do it. Oh my God, I
0: didn't do it. I feel like I was gushing enough, but here we go. So they're called op-eds or optical eds, (laughs) little pun in there. And my op-ed is about Interstellar. Surprise, surprise. Um, Interstellar, if you haven't seen it, um, dropped in 2014 let's say let's say brief synopsis it's a space epic about the lengths that mankind would go to um if they they were living on an earth that was dying before their very eyes does it sound familiar does it sound a little bit which
1: is what we're doing yeah
0: just kind of eerily um and that's the power of sci-fi, right? Is that if, Dude, if they
1: should teach Interstellar
0: interst- in school? So Christopher Nolan um, and Jonathan Nolan, the writers of the film, him and his brother, they talked about how one of the things they wanted to do was renew and renew and ignite a passion for the unknown. They wanted to to reignite what you know, man has always been fascinated with space. We've always been taken by the stars, right? And we've like you can even go back to ideas like mythology, you know, as a way to explain what's going on in the firmament, in the heavens. Um, and some would say like, you know, man's search for, for meaning and for religion being a way to, um, reach for this. Yeah. Universe. Figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, above us. And yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: senseless.
0: <laughs> about like the, the, the machinations of the world, right. you know what I'm saying? Of this universe and knowing we have a place in it, but obviously we're not, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're a piece of it. You know, we're a fragment of it. Excuse me. And Interstellar pits pits us not into the same petty battles of like, oh, Hans Gruber, I'm going to kill you because you're the worst thing in the planet right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no offense to Die <laughs> Like, I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. But I'm saying like classic villains are people. And what you see in this film is what happens when the crisis is, is, is humanity wide what happens when the crisis is this planet for better or worse is no longer inhabitable what will we become in that will we be will we take the place will we always need a villain and we'll we'll just sub in and we'll make a new villain or will we do what we've done for centuries uh which is try and find a new way forward will a few you know brave souls um Mm -hmm. find a path ahead and um it sets us in like the not too distant future. Um, a astronaut turned farmer because of what happened uh, in the world um, stumbles upon NASA. All of it, you know, like luckily stumbles upon NASA, and so that's what that's the why that's why the movie kind of gets some some criticisms is because like the that, dude just stumbles upon NASA. Like that
1: never is explained. Like it's, watching yeah. it the second time, where he gets the coordinates to where to go. <laughs> like yeah it never was explained afterwards was it himself giving him his own coordinates it totally
0: was yeah but
1: couldn't you just give me like a glimpse of that because like
0: (laughs) that's what everybody said is that couldn't you have but that's the issue is that well let's get back can (laughs) i get back to that real quick? because this story is very convoluted if you don't give it a little bit of a spine but basically um astronaut turned farmer turned astronaut um Travels into uh, a black hole at the very edge of our galaxy because wormhole, wormhole, yes, wormhole. Um, Because we have already sent missions out preemptively because we, you know, we've obviously done a little bit of work trying to remedy this crisis onto different planets and there are multiple a few planets in the galaxy or a few planets that we know of some of them not even in our galaxy that have shown potential signs um, of that it could maintain human life and this is their journey across basically all of space To try and save the human race like like it's that weighty but then to add to that weight just the existential weight um, one of the things that it talks about in the movie Dr. Man even talks about in the movie is how we can we we have trouble as a species showing compassion for things beyond our line of sight. We still haven't evolved to that point where we can really show compassion for ourselves structurally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds very much like modern times. We have very hard seeing beyond our tribe. We have very hard seeing behind our neighborhood, behind our, um, you know, our nationalities, behind our our church group, behind our, you know, our little our little, you know, click or whatever. Right. And um, to add to the weight of humanity potentially not making it any further than a couple years is that. Um, Coop is a single father um, They don't really say much about how he lost his wife But he has to leave his kids behind And he knows that in space Due to gravity and due to how time works
1: She died because of a brain cancer Oh he she says did? it, yeah
0: Oh dang, I didn't yeah, remember that
1: he says it like Because in that Oh meeting, yeah, he said
0: you might have found with the MRI, right? Right, because yeah. she said
1: the teacher was like, oh, uh, Sputnik or whatever wasn't real. It was like- The a, moon landing or whatever. Yeah, the moon landing wasn't yeah. real. It was just Russia's like, way of like- It was our way of like having Russia compete with us.
0: Right. Something like that. And he was war. like,
1: oh, we're not real? Like, Right. Yeah. No, he says it. You're it, right. She dies because of a brain, the brain tumor. Dang.
0: I forgot about that crazy i'm so
1: glad i watched it <laughs> <laughs> i tried you. to watch it again and i've watched it way too many times now at this
0: point um but but yeah so so he he's leaving his kids behind right and he has a very intimate relationship with his daughter for sure his son he's kind of like a little distant from which um i understand a little. which
1: much. i was so mad that it was casey affleck i was like i <sighs> forgot this dude was in here i don't like him Ugh. Uh, nobody does (laughs) you don't like him
0: for what reasons
1: because he's misogynistic and if we're just gonna say that like (laughs) he does not deserve what he has gotten in life i'm sorry like i'm sorry not sorry like okay okay he's not a good person
0: he's definitely not i don't know when that happened
1: me neither but still it (laughs) happened and it's true it's not okay and it's definitely not okay his face makes me angry. <laughs> That's so. fair. That's fair. <laughs> and I think
0: the movie may have been psychically aware of that because they make his part very, very minor. Yeah. Like, like it's very, like, Timothy Chalamet, as young Tom, does better than old Tom, yeah. for damn sure. Yeah. And Jessica Chastain Murphy, has, his daughter, has to, like, save him from and himself. And his role in the end.
1: makes you angry, too. Like, yeah, why role, wouldn't you want to save your own family?
0: But, Are you kidding me? But see, that's what I love about this movie because I feel like a lot of Interstellar is about what what equals survival. What means survival to each one of us, right? Because yeah. su- for some of us, survival means dying the way that we choose. For some of us, it means dying um, on our terms exactly the way we want to be seen, right? Um, like Michael Caine's character, uh, who he can't take it at the very end and he has to he has to reveal to you know Murph the the lie that his dad her dad was never coming back, yeah. um, and for others like Coop, he has to die expending every single thing, every ounce of possibility, regardless of how foolish it sounds. He has to die trying to do that, which can seem foolish to a lot of people, right? Like if you ever done something where you're like, somebody tells you, but that's not realistic. Like they always play to the to the realism in the situation. Like yeah. I have people like that, but. Like there's, there's ways in which there's situations in my life where it's like, I'm glad somebody told me to look at something a little bit more realistically, but there's other times in life where
1: I don't think there's been a time in my life where somebody told me to look at something realistically and it turned out to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it Mm. maybe, I don't know, it plays into my like, uh, like I, I don't know. Like my Latin self, my hot-tempered self. Like, yeah. don't tell me that I What's can't it? do something. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. I think yeah. it's been it's because it's been in that context. Gotcha. Like, oh, let's be realistic because of who you are and right. what you are. Yeah. That you can't do this. Gotcha. So like, no, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. Um. So again, it's everybody's perspective. Yeah. And like, it could have. I could easily be wrong, in what what somebody like is advising me not to do or whatever, right? Easily,
0: but how did that situation? Like, what I, what. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, I think there's ways in which like, I don't like somebody dictating what I ought to do. Yeah. But I'm there's been people that have pulled me off ledges before. Yeah. Because I'm good at self sabotage. That's one of the things that I'm good at. Right. So like, there's people around me that have recognized that about me who are kind enough, like Melissa to show me like, yo, don't quit this. Yo, don't give up on this. Yo, yeah. even if you gave up on this, you have to try this again. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what that's what I mean by it. But yeah, there's haters in every group. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's funny how it's funny how realism leans towards leads towards like there's a there's a hater that is generated out of this realism, but then positivity and sort of like um optimism, we we deem those people to be like, oh, cloudy dreamers, right? Right when you think of like some of the most rational people like Einstein or the people who discovered like that time is relative, like that gravity is what, uh it, you know, b- basically that we as the earth, we are, we are reshaping how the galaxy works, yeah. the earth itself. um, Like he's the one who, yeah, I mean, I mean, he was brave enough to do that, but he would also say that like people, people, sort of paint him as a dreamer like his his rel his rational mind elevated to a place where he could think about things at a very high level right i'm not sure if he was a an, a happy guy or not but he <laughs> seems like pretty genial when i think of yeah. einstein um uh, I, don't, I don't know but like in this film at least the all of those dynamics are at play right and you see how coop um in order to really fulfill what is at, in the beginning a selfish desire because he feels purposeless because he can't change the world itself he feels purposeless and there's a little bit of ego behind that right yeah. there's a little bit of like bro who do you think you are right. who do you think you are that you could change this reality that nobody was able to change but he had but from the the
1: beginning of the film michael kane was like you've never been kind of like, i don't exactly know what he said but he was like you've never been comfortable in this. Like mm. you've always been meant for, like you've always wanted more. Oh, when his father-in-law? Yeah. 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 And like yeah. from the beginning. And yeah. so when that opportunity came, he was like, well, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Like you gotta go. Yeah. This is yeah. what you're meant for. Right. Um, and, but like Michael Kane's character, the father-in-law knew that he had to like make it right with Murphy. Right. His daughter. Um. But like, yeah. Like You're talking about
0: John Lithgow, right? That's John Lithgow, right? The father.
1: Father in law is Mike. My- oh yes, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Michael Kane is the professor.
0: Is brands? My bad. Yeah. Sorry. Are you right? <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, but that <laughs> at the movie in the movie that all of those things are at stake, right? And there's lines that there's lines that just point out to me like that stand out to me, and I think. That's what people, again, don't like about Nolan. But it's one of the things that I like about him is that he actually ventures towards that he risks sentimentality in hopes that he reaches sincerity. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing I like art that risks something a little bit. You know, you don't have to be the coolest all the time. You don't have to be you don't have to say the thing that everybody wants to hear in order to get the likes that, you know they're going they're going to like you know what i mean like you don't have to play to all those angles and there's something about nolan that he has the guts or he just has the money and he's not as afraid (laughs) right because that's that's a human thing but like um he has the guts to say things like you know man used to look up and wonder about their place in the stars now we just look down and worry about our place in the dirt you know what i mean like he says stuff like that and he he'll say like what did he say like Six billion people, and every last one of them trying to get everything. You know, and it's like, he says these lines that can, in the wrong context, you're like, come on, bro. Like, chill. This is not Facebook. Like, don't put a status out there just to, like, try and draw the sympathy. Right. Like, but he says it in no, a. No, but
1: they're heavy hitters.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah. they're lines that, like, that truly, gra- like, truly grip you because the character means them. um, And, and, you know, we're, it's not, it's not. <laughs> unlike reality right now where we're dealing with you know more natural disasters in in a faster frequency than we've ever had um and people are thinking about the longevity of the earth and you have articles like the new york times article losing earth that you know document how few years we have to turn our patterns around or things can get even worse than they are right now um and so for me there was something about this film that both reality and my imagination were captured in both of them you know um i love the 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 just sweeping landscapes of space i love even when he's on the most desolate planet there's something gorgeous about it there's something crazy about being on a planet that's totally as far as they can see covered with water but that's still meaning terror to them you see what i'm saying like this element that's so essential to us even having too much of that means imbalance right so there's so many ways in which like the the undertones of the film come to question what we deem as survival for me um if he never made it back to murph would he feel accomplished if he never made if he never saw murph again in his life could he could he die at peace And could Murph die at peace? You know what I'm saying? Um, All those things are at stake. And I think it's in the director's hands whether or not they want to give us that information, whether they want to give us that sort of peace and closure. And in this film, we do get some degree of closure, but it doesn't come easy, you know? Nothing about the film comes easy. Nothing about the film is like, did I think they were actually going to to make it, to make it, you know? Um, And certain people didn't make it and certain things didn't make it. But... um, I think there was something truly powerful about giving giving people a story of hope. Right. Um, and as much as, you know, we don't have Obama right now, as much as like there are symbols of hope um, can be few and many in the past have been uh, revealed, like Casey Affleck, right? To be not so hopeful people um, and not what we had hoped they really were. Yeah. Um, it was important you know, for I, me to. Yeah.
1: I sounded really angry. No, no, no. I hope that he's in some type of like uh, rehab, rehab or rehabilitation to his like soul and his spirit. Yeah. And maybe realizing what he did was wrong. All that good stuff. I hope no. that he's doing that for his
0: sake. Yes. Um, but that doesn't. I, I didn't want to minimize how you feel. Yeah. What you feel is right. What you feel is valid. A man should not be treating that woman in a way ever. And what happens is we assume the, no, we don't assume. We hope, we hope that these people who have this gargantuan talent inside of themselves to see inside the human condition, the way that they do would be a different way. I think that's what
1: angers me because I have seen him do some incredible stuff. He's a good actor. Don't get me wrong. But like, to know that he's not a good person, or that he fell short somehow, it—I think that's what gets to
0: me. Well, you mean fell like, short in that way, right? because yeah, that way. We're right. not good people, right? Yeah. Right, and right. you know, and everybody
1: yeah. fails. Everybody has their demons in a closet or whatever. But like, uh, it's just disheartening.
0: It's bra- Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's hard. It's, heartbreaking. it's hard
1: to separate that. One one can argue the same thing about. Uh, Bill Cosby, like you know what I mean, yeah. like it's hard. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can't, that that it's hard for them to say. I grew up on oh god the Cosby show, Yo, like yeah, you know it's it's hard to separate the fact that this man did this, um, but yet he was still Bill Cosby. Yeah, like it's just hard. It's, it's really hard, and so that's where my anger came from. I hope that he's doing well. I hope that somebody. You know, he's getting the help that he needs to yeah. realize that what he did was wrong.
0: Yeah, and I, there's a lot to talk about with like the court of public opinion and how, we, how when somebody makes a wrong and the generation of social media, they can never make it right. And I'm wondering if the general public will ever find a way to see somebody as enough after they've made a huge mistake. Because I've made huge mistakes in my life. I've made mistakes that that caused me legitimate shame. When people say like, I have no regrets, like I don't even know how you've lived. How have you lived with no regrets? The amount of people that you've probably hurt, like that's not a viable way of living. Like, but, but yeah, I'm not trying to minimize at all what what he did. And like, if you're angry at him, then be angry at him, like straight up. Like that's how you feel. You're entitled to that. I don't want another, you know, I don't want him to, he was already felt, he already felt like he had the power over a woman. I don't want him to feel like he has the power over, you or anything we get to say about him right because right, right. like he chose to be a, to be a public figure and now it's like well now you gotta reckon with that dog you yeah, know yeah. like Kevin Spacey when that happened with Kevin Spacey I was like Kaiser Soze come on dog like you can't you that can't do me like one. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and he had just came out in in Baby Driver and Baby Driver is so god it is a it is a masterpiece to me. And I I know you saw it and you were like, okay, whatever. But like <laughs> <clears throat> but I think it is a masterpiece, right? Yeah.
1: I'm coming off but of the ha- dude, House of Cards, Kevin Spacey. So like he was right. a am- he's amazing.
0: I hear he's incredible in that, right? Incredible. I haven't seen House of Cards. Um that House of Cards feel like I can't be living House of Cards and then watching House of Cards. That's the way I feel about House of Cards. <laughs> but like um but I need to watch it eventually. I will I will get around and watch it. But like that's what I mean by you know, we all have these people who got something was punctured in us in them um my hope and i'll leave it at that is that i hope that we can find a way as a people because i believe in redemption i hope we can find a way to say has this person moved forward can we allow them back into the public conversation or what do they get to do now they got to be a logger like what do you got a huge
1: debate because who are we to say that We're the public who can. put him on a stake, I guess. but we
0: put him on a stake for being a bad dude. But now we have no <laughs> way of him being an unbad dude. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have a perfect answer for that. It's but
1: definitely, it's definitely like a battle of the heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> it's crazy, but yeah. So, Interstellar. Um, I. I want to make mention of Hans Zimmer, uh, who we talked about. Uh, yeah, we've talked about extensively, but like, yo, dude did Lion King. Dude did the soundtrack to True Romance. He pretty much did um, everything Nolan has done. Hans Zimmer has done the soundtrack too. He's like, their are besties. Um, he's just a killer. And the, the atmosphere and the mood that he made, he actually, he um, talked to a guy named Roger. What was his name? Roger something. I can't remember. He was, he's basically the um a guy who he works the organ he's an organist i don't know um who plays the organ <laughs> at a church in london okay and he is the one who leads the the sounds in this film and there's something about this film that gripped me and i didn't realize that so an organ obviously plays on breath you know it plays on like like air that we intake so there's a way in which all of the sounds are this earthen thing because it's all air coming at you at different frequencies and different pitches and i ha i just i have to yeah i have to say that that is one of the that is one of the powers of the film because how do you actually create drama in space like if there's no sound in space in space no one can hear you scream how am i going to create any sort of momentum when more than half the movie way more than half the movie like real time wise realistically is spent in space so yeah shout out to Hans Zimmer Um, you're the man hopefully you're doing the new Lion King too I don't know who's doing the new Lion King it's probably Top Dog Entertainment it's probably Kendrick or whatever Um, (laughs) I feel like (laughs) I feel like Kendrick's gotta do it like if Beyonce's in it like (laughs) let's have Kendrick do the soundtrack let's just kill this whole game you know or is it Childish because Childish is is Simba right yeah Childish is Simba I don't know man that movie is set to be amazing either way um, yeah Mm-hmm. Or it's set to be Mary Poppins Returns. Ooh, but it's not Mary Poppins Returns because it's a remake, right? Yeah, it's, it's a live action remake. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know about this generation remakes. Whatever. Um, okay, so should we roll credits? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so during our roll credits, we just like to um, give shout outs to things and people that have. Uh, propelled us, have taken us this far. Um, I will. I'd like to thank the. I'd like to thank the Little Debbie Company for supplying me with Nutty Buddies tonight. And by way of Robert, I'd like to thank um, Duchess de Bourgogne, um, this beer that I'm currently in love with, a Flemish red ale. Outstanding. Headed at Hop Leaf. I'd like to, to thank Hop Leaf as well. Um, I'd like to this thank...
1: This is not an ad. This is not an ad at all.
0: We're getting paid nothing for this <laughs> nothing. at all. So it's the opposite of an but ad, thank actually. You. This is free publicity. Um, I'd like to thank Gugu's Table right up the street. We're not sure if that means my aunt's table or my grandmother's table. It's, still up um, for it's, it's in question. If anybody has anything to say about that, please let us know. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Chicago Weather for... Um, keeping us inside, we have no desire to go outside and record <laughs> these podcasts right now in this, in this weather. Not um, if
1: you're gonna get hit by a sled. Yeah, exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, there's just stray sleds <laughs> uh, about, <laughs> running amok. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'd like to thank uh, my my wonderful wife uh, for being patient and letting me take over the living room. Um, and I'd like to thank Mortal Kombat for sponsoring a lot of my. Um, aggression that has helped me sustain myself to get here. New Mortal Kombat 11 is out soon. Um, If you want to play, I'm Sub-Zero. Let's go. Um, Who would you like to thank, Vivian?
1: Um, I'd like to thank my husband for making this possible. Uh. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's amazing. I can't say enough about Roberto Simply the best. (laughs) Um, And I'd like to thank... Uh, Michelle Obama <laughs> Ooh, let's take it there uh, no I'm listening to her book Becoming okay. Okay. which is completely inspirational and I'm at a new high listening to her and her story so thank you Michelle I want to meet you someday
0: <laughs> You're
1: amazing Michelle um, I want to thank my oh the rum that I had earlier. Really Oh yeah. Is that Captain Morgan? Captain
0: Morgan, we'd like to thank the Captain.
1: <laughs> Little side story, we got that from Puerto Rico eight
0: years
1: ago. Eight years ago. Oh shoot. And it's been sitting at our house because we're like, oh, they closed down the the like rum factories or whatever in Puerto, in Puerto Rico. Rico. Right? Or at least Captain Morgan did. And so we were like, let's Morgan from Puerto Rico nice. when we were there, and then we didn't want to open it until recently. <laughs>
0: gotcha. so
1: recently. Gotcha. I didn't know it was making me feel good. <laughs> from,
0: from the Isla. Yeah.
1: Damn. Um, yeah. Shout out to Puerto Rico. Shout out. To Puerto Rico. I know you're trying to like.
0: Puerto Rico's gonna be all right, man. Puerto Rico's gonna make it because. I
1: mean, with or without. Trump, they're the most right? resilient. Like, that's
0: all of America now. <laughs> right. Like, with or without you, bro. Like we're trying to. Um. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Those are my important cards. Cool. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And we will see you when we see ya. <laughs> or see you when we don't see ya. <laughs> Jamming on the men, Jays. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Slapping the best, man. <laughs> Robert, cut this film. Do cut it. The film is way too high. You need to cut it.